You're listening to Radio DePaul. I'm Connor Mudd, and this is Tom Talks. Hello, and welcome to Tom Talks, the talk show where we totally talk Tom Cruise. I am here today with a very special guest for our second episode. Uh, he is a competitive swimmer, he is a California native, and he loves a good kung fu movie. Everyone give it up for John Mulligan. John, welcome. Thank you, Connor. Thank you for inviting me. I am so glad to have you here to talk about his second movie. Uh, Tom Cruise's second movie is Taps, way back from 1981, so far, so long ago. Um, but first things first, we will uh, do a little bit of an interview with you. We were just talking a little bit earlier about um, some video games that we, you were playing and we were playing right now. What are you uh, into right now in the video game circuit? So, uh, I mean, I feel like I've been playing a lot of the newest games so far. I'm enjoying Borderlands 3 so far, and uh, I've been playing Gears 5 recently. I mean, I've been playing a lot on the Xbox recently with school going on and everything. It's been hard to... You know, take a break, but you know, taking a couple rounds out on a horde is, you know, it's a great stress reliever. So, true, true. And there's there's a lot of military strategy that goes into those games, which is why I'm kind of glad to have you because you are an avid gamer. I'm glad to have you on this military strategy type <laughs> Tom Cruise episode. That's why I'm very excited. You are from California. How are you enjoying this cold, cold weather we're having? I am. So this is like the coldest it gets in California. Like I'd say 60 degrees. Everyone's like bundled up in like crazy jackets. So I'm surviving right now. I know it's going to get colder. So I'm uh, I'm holding my breath on that one. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how what happens. Oh, yeah, for sure. It will get much, much colder. Uh, and uh, you are uh, a member of the Pi Kappa Phi fraternity, are you not? Yep. Pi Kappa Phi Kappa. Episode chapter. Ooh, exciting. Any big news coming uh, from that front? Well, we are about to initiate our new boys. I'm excited to have them on board, and I feel like this is going to be possibly our best year yet. We have a lot of good people on eboard who are going to come to an end soon, and we got to let the new guys take hold. So I'm excited. Ex- that is exciting. That is thrilling. What are you studying again? I'm a game design major. Game design. Game design. That is so exciting, so thrilling. Well, we will have a game for you here in a little bit, um, but right now I'll ask you some of the questions that we ask uh, every guest and give you some opportunities to talk about Tom Cruise, because, you know, that's what we're all about here at Tom Talks, talking about Tom Cruise. Perfect. Totally. All of the time. Um, so, first thing, I've got to know, what is your favorite Tom Cruise movie? Oof. Well, I'd say, I'd say, I really liked Mission Impossible Fallout, but I will forever be a Top Gun lover. Ooh, love that movie. Danger Zone all the way. 100%. There's I that is definitely one of my favorites as well. Have you been cuz you're from California, have you been to any of the shooting sites in San Diego where they shot the movie? I actually have not. I actually have not. I do remember though, uh there was a bunch of props from the movie that they kind of like brought on tour uh, that were around my that were in San Francisco. I thought that was really cool, like the helmet that he was wearing. Oh, that's cool with the Maverick on the sides. Yes. Oh, that's that is phenomenal. There's there is a lovely uh, barbecue place in downtown San Diego. You should check out that they used uh, in the scene where he's singing "Great Balls of Fire." If you remember that scene, that the barbecue there is pretty all right. I'm not going to lie. It didn't astound me. But the vibe. The vibe. <laughs> it's that Top Gun vibe. And it's right in the heart. It's like, well, it's outside of the heart of downtown San Diego. Like the gas, it's like 
four blocks from the gas lamp district. Uh, Warm weather, the palm trees, the ooh. orange sunsets. Yep. What else could you ask for? And some pretty mediocre barbecue. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's really all you need in this life. Um, well, then I'm going to give you uh, another question that we ask every guest here. What is the most Tom Cruise thing that you have ever done? So when you asked me that question, I, was, I just like went on in my mind, like, what does Tom Cruise do in like every single one of his movies? And I was like, well, it's kind of a niche little thing that he does. He just runs and yells over the phone. And I remember the, I think this is the most Tom Cruise thing I've done. It was my little brother's graduation and he needed to like get his diploma. He like needed to turn in a library book. And I was going I, I was so kind, I was so kind of be like, oh yeah, I'll turn it in and I'll make sure it gets done. And so it's about 15 minutes before the graduation starts. And I'm basically at a restaurant, basically on the other side of town. <laughs> and well, I, I come from a small town. So I was like, okay, I got to run. So my mom's calling me over the phone. I'm in a nice suit, which is another Tom Cruise thing. He runs in a suit and always it's like monotone, kind of angry. He's like, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. Don't worry about it. I'm passing through here. I'm passing through here. And it was just, he, he graduated. Oh, so he made it. He made it. <laughs> just in the nick of time. But it was just kind of a, a bunch of people seeing a random guy running in a suit. That is, that is so Tom Cruise. Like there's, <laughs> I don't think there's another actor who has ever run as much as Tom Cruise has in a suit. I feel like I, he didn't do it in the first movie um, that he did, but I, I'm certain he ran in the second movie. There's a few sequences in the movie Taps where he does have to run. Um... It's not in a suit, though, because he's a kid. Um, uh, it is in military uniform, so it's close, right. but it's not like it's not the like the suit with the tie like thrown to the wind and there's a dust storm chasing him, you know? Right. It was, oh, it was, it was that like recent like guy who made like an ad like Tom Cruise running for president. He's like just running oh, on yeah. the road. <laughs> yeah, the, oh, the presidential parody guy. I do. <laughs> I got a kick out of that ad. I really did. That uh, was priceless. Beautiful. Beautifully done. Tom Cruise culture. I peak. Right? I honest. <laughs> I wish he'd run. I. It'd be so funny to see the ads and the debates. I don't think he'd win, but it would be cool to see him run. I so, think there's only one movie where he might have actually had a presidential bid. I'm trying to remember. It was Lions for Lambs, if I'm not mistaken. I've not seen that one. You don't need to. That one, and then that'll be like episode like 30 or something. But that one was nominated, it did not win uh, an award, but it was nominated for the AARP Movie for Adults of the Year. <laughs> that is a genuine award that it didn't win. Um, so I don't recommend that movie for anyone under 70, 70 65. You've got to be retired to enjoy it, is what oh, yeah. I'm trying to say. Well, Arnold Schwarzenegger was governor in my state, True. so, you know, celebrities is political figures, go for it. Any, anything can happen, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and now I'm going to do uh, a segment. You are. Go I'm going to give you uh, a full minute, and you are going to get to say whatever you have ever wanted to say to Tom Cruise. Because just in case Tom Cruise is listening, I don't think he's listening. I'm fairly certain he didn't hear the last one. <laughs> but who knows? He might have found out about us and is tuning in today. So in case Tom Cruise is listening, you have one minute. You can say whatever you want to say. To Tom Cruise. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. And begin. Well, I would say to Tom Cruise, I feel like Edge of Tomorrow specifically, I know it'll be another episode, but I feel like that could have had a lot of references to the movie Starship Troopers. Not the movie, but actually the novel, the Robert Heinlein novel. 
And I feel like that I think that he could take it a step further and he could play a Johnny Rico in the a new Starship Troopers movie where it follows the novel with the mechanical suits and all. And I think that'd be a, a great idea because I've always loved the movie, but I actually say I'm a bigger fan of the novel and kind of in like the kind of universe it paints out. Because in the movie, it's like if a fraternity ran an army. In the okay. novels, like they wear like suits of armor. They're like in power armor and they're kind of going around. It's There's like a whole different alien race too. I feel like that that hasn't gotten that much respect recently. There was an anime about it recently, okay. which was cool. But I feel like he could take that a step further. I think he should bring out the classics. You know? That would yeah, that would be phenomenal. That's that's your minute. I love that you're pitching a project to Tom Cruise. Who else would you want on that project? Ooh, um, I would actually see how far I could we could go with the original cast of uh, the original Star Trek okay. movie. Oh yeah, that would be cool. And then it, like rope in rope in Tom. Tom should be Tom should be in everything. I feel like he would be a guy. Tom Cruise looks like a guy whose name would be Johnny Rico. Yeah, he does. He does look like a Johnny Rico. He always he has the funniest names in some of these. This is I think <laughs> this week is probably one of his most normal character names Sean. that he's ever had. Uh, David actually, oh. David Sean, is uh, and I know you've got a brother, David. Yes. Yeah, that's weird, quinky dink. Um, but yeah, David Sean is his character name. Um, this is probably his most normal. Uh, later on, we'll get to his uh, Stefan Djurjevic. Uh, we'll get into his, uh, what is it, Caffey. Weird <laughs> names. He's had some weird names. Lestat. That one's just French. It's not weird. I mean, he's a but, action hero. You know, he does what he needs to do. Exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, we are going to go to a quick commercial break, but after the commercial break, we are going to go into our game here. It's going to be super exciting. Um, but first things first, a word from our sponsor. And we're back. You are listening to Radio DePaul. This is Tom Talks. I'm Connor, and I'm here with John, and we are about to get into a game. This game is called Dream Team. Now, the basis of this game, we're kind of basing it off of uh, a video game that we both enjoy playing, uh, Overwatch. Who is your main in Overwatch, by the way? I really, really enjoyed Reaper and Genji. Yeah. Um, I got really good recently with uh, Reaper. I've been getting consistent play of the games, which I am actually pretty really? happy about. So That's always that's what you want to see, consistent plays of the game. Um, so it'll be loosely based around how that game is played and that we are forming a dream team in a combat battle of sorts, but this dream team will be made up of iconic action movie heroes, um, and it'll be made up of six people, um, two of which are tanks, two damage characters, and two support <coughs> characters. Um, support characters <coughs> being things like healers and snipers. Damage buff. And, yeah, damage buff. Or um, I have some mobility people included. I've given him a list. I have the list Ooh. in front of me as well. He doesn't have to follow the list. I don't have to follow the list. But my goal will be to use only characters from Tom Cruise movies, and he can use any character. And then we will see who would win in a fight, his team of super soldiers or my team. Um, so let's start first with some uh, damage people. Uh, John, who is your first pick for a damage player? So I'm really, really torn between I really want a high damage, I want low health, for my first DPS I want a uh, low health, very high damage, so when mm -hmm. we can get in there and just go to town, so I'm cut between either James Bond or John Wick. Ooh, yeah. Honestly, 
I feel like, well, James Bond, very stylish and all. I feel like someone who really gets down is really, you know, effective is John Wick. So I'm gonna say John Wick. True. That is a that is a good first choice. He's he's a powerhouse. I wish I could have him on my team because that would be my first pick too. Oh yeah, I do like John Wick. I still need to see. I've only seen like clips of those movies. That's one that I need to see. Oh, fantastic! Movies. I know. I am. I'm excited. I love Keanu Reeves. I don't think. Yeah, Keanu Reeves and Tom Cruise have not done a movie to, together. They need to. John Wick Four. Maybe John Wick Four. Tom Cruise, if you're listening, get on that project. Um, and then for my first pick, I'm gonna have to go with a classic just a Tom Cruise character. We are going to go with Ethan Hunt from uh, Mission Impossible series. He's cuz he's a he's got that stealth aspect. He's got um good gun handling skills, lots of explosive uh, experience. So I think he'd be a solid DPS. Who's your second pick? So I pick for DPS. I honestly so I don't want to go with another guy who's getting in with the guns. Um if it's okay, I would see I would say um, let's see. How about the wife from Kill Bill? I do, you know, a Genji, a Genji type. Yeah. You know? She's got the sword. Someone oh. who can get in there, and even without a sword, she is a force to be reckoned True. With. But, I mean, you can't beat Hatari Hanzo's steel. That's really... True. You know? I, and I think I have the perfect person to counter that, actually. Ooh. Yeah. There is... Uh, and I'm going to go with another <laughs> oh, I know. Tom Cruise character. I think you know exactly where I'm going. Um, <laughs> um, where? What is his name? It's. <laughs> I'm going to go with Nathan Algren, who is Tom Cruise's character from The Last Samurai. I knew it. Yeah, because he's, <laughs> he's trained as both a Civil War general and a samurai. So he's got he's phenomenal with like a, a gun with a bayonet, but also with a katana. And I think that's just, you know phenomenal I do I, I don't love that movie but I do love that character because he's like he can do what he wants you know that's a that's a that's a matchup that you know not even a death battle could you know feature right? yeah I don't I honestly have no idea who would win in a fight between the wife from it's probably the wife from Kill Bill it, she's impossible to beat <laughs> true at the same time though I mean the last samurai with all I remember the the battle the final battle scene I'd say you got to keep a level head, because in the what, in the thing mm-hmm. from Kill Bill, there's the room full of uh, the katana wielding people, but it was just a charging army. I feel like that could possibly do the wife a uh, some serious mental blows. True, true, true. I do think that would be one uh, a, a battle, a head-to-head match that we would need to see. I don't know if it oh, would yeah. be. Overwatch style. What was that medieval game that you played? Oh, For Honor. For Honor. That would be a For Honor matchup that, would that I would cool. want to see. I mean, any samurai against the wife from Kill Bill, I think, would be a worthwhile matchup. But I think that the Civil War samurai would be very interesting to see. Um, cool. That's those are the DPS people. I think I think we've got an even matchup. I do think John Wick has an as a leg up on Ethan Hunt. He's just a little bit more uh, ruthless. Ethan Hunt's not particularly ruthless. I would um, also say though that that could also be used at his advantage. True. True, true. So then we'll move on to the tanks. Uh, so tanks, uh, they can take a lot of damage. They can also give a lot of damage, but they're typically bigger or slower, um, and they're kind of powerhouses for those of people who uh, are listening and don't know tanks. I'm sure everyone knows. It's, it's a tank. It's you a know? buff guy, the yeah. guy who can take the damage. Oh, yeah. True, true. So who would be your tank 
anyone from that list or from anything from video games, movies, anything. I love the Terminator series. I would definitely go with the T the T eight hundred specifically. Yeah. Let's get let's get Arnie in here. Oh yeah, that's I, again very, very difficult to beat that tank. That is truly. I, are you excited for the new Terminator? I haven't heard much. I would go actually with the the cla- the first Terminator. I would yeah. not go with current Arnie. I would go with you know older Arnie, the very like the James Cameron focused on yeah. one thing. I want your cl- suit, your motor and your motorcycle kind of guy. Like perfect. I mean, I feel like Arnold's movies have kind of been on the on the downturn recently, right? right? He, I don't. What, what is he doing besides a lot of the gym? A lot of the just gym. Going actually, to the gym? Yeah. he was. Uh, the Terminator was a character in Mortal Kombat, and I was really looking forward to him. I, mm-hmm. obviously, but uh, they didn't get the voice actor for him. It's kind of an impersonator. Oh, it's just, it's just a Arnold Schwarzenegger like impersonator. Yes, really? and it's, it's really hard sometimes to be like, that's not, that's not him. Oh, because like. If you're gonna have him in the game, at least have him in the game. I know. I mean, Netherrealm. I, I mean, we're in Chicago, so if Netherrealm, you're hearing this, I think that it would be a genius investment if we could possibly get Arnie to yeah. get those voices in. Right. Like that would. Oh my God. The fact that they didn't. They've got money. They've got the money. Oh yes. They've got the money. They. Could, <laughs> they could do that. Um, for my first tank, I'm gonna have to go with Rita from Edge of Tomorrow. Ooh. Um, Emily Blunt's character in Edge of Tomorrow in that in the mech suit, um, I think she's she is a force to be reckoned with. I don't think she's, I don't, it, it, I don't think she'd beat the Terminator, but I think the mobility of the mech suit is really strong. She can take a lot of damage. Oh yeah, I think that with her though, she like may it might be tough like if it's her without the mech suit against like an endoskeleton like the Terminator the yeah. T800s have. I believe with the mech suit, I believe that would be enough to kind of toss him around a little bit, but I'm sure. not sure what the result would be like. Yeah, that it, it would. Again, I'm loving this matchup that we're having. It's very. It's like the yin and I yang. Know. They, they combat each other. They buff each other very nicely. <laughs> <laughs> who who would be your second tank choice? Mm. So we are we got the big tank now. I want a tank that can. Um, I think that. I would want to go possibly with someone who's a bit less tanky, like physically, who could take less. Yeah. But he's also very resourceful. So I'm gonna go with Rambo. Oh, yeah. I, I you passed over on my on the list. My favorite tank of all. You passed over Stuart Little. I but know. Rambo. Rambo. See, I was is, thinking about know? that. I was thinking. I was thinking about that. But there's a there's a support I'll leave in who kind of fills that role. Oh, the the Stuart Little role. Yes. <laughs> Good, but Rambo is a phenomenal choice. That's another uh, aging action star who's remaking his old movies again. Very recent movie, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the new one yet? Is it out yet? I've heard I, it's out. I've heard it's like I, I've heard it's you know, just Rambo and it's very visceral and it's like kind of the thing where if you're into that kind of thing, you'll love it. Yeah, I because I, I saw the first one. My stepdad is a huge Rambo fan, and oh, First really? Blood is I think his favorite movie. I don't really know. He's mentioned it before, and he showed it to me, and it was like it was guttural the first time I watched it, but it didn't leave me wanting more. Like I don't yeah. think I needed to see. Was it Second Blood? Was that the name of the second Rambo movie? I, I've actually not seen many of the Rambo movies. Did they call it? I'm gonna look that up. They can't have called it Rambo Second Blood, right? 
No, but I feel like that Rambo as a tank would be would be good. He's very resourceful. Yeah. I think that could that can, you know, help the Terminator out. I'm thinking I want I want my uh team to complement each other. Yeah, that would be good. They called it First Blood Part Two. Oh. That's somehow <laughs> worse. <laughs> Why did they do that? It's like it's, we can call the next console the Xbox One Two. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, they should have called it the Xbox Three Sixty Five. Uh, why not the Seven Twenty? That would yeah, that would have been good too. There was a there was that one scene in a uh, Real Steel with uh that had the ad for the Xbox Seven Twenty. Yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot about Real Steel. They should be on this list. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, that'd be a good one. That'd be good, yeah. like, damage. You, they can take a punch. That would be a counter for the Terminator. <laughs> it would be one of the real steals. Um, I'll go, the next person on my team, I'm going to have to go with, uh, we'll go with August Walker um, from Mission Impossible Fallout. It's Henry Cavill's character. Oh, well, who, I... Oh. His, his arms are, like dynamite within the trailer when he pull when they're in the bathroom it's like right he, he takes off his jacket and like he cocks his arms like they're guns it like is i heard a shotgun it's magnificent it's cinema perfection right there <laughs> oh my gosh i i <laughs> i yeah i think i think he would take the terminator head on more than <laughs> i i think that'd be a a ve- i think that'd be a great thing to watch why is he not in the new Terminator movie as like the next Terminator? You know what? Isn't that that's a good question? I saw like who's the new like Terminator, and it doesn't look like a guy. I want the new Terminator like to look like just a buff dude, you know? Yeah, a it, bodybuilder, right? And and it's just like a regular dude. It's it, he looks like a UPS driver. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not. I don't know. I like that they brought back the old Sarah Connor though. I do appreciate that quite a bit. Um, I heard the rumors there's going to be a uh, young, what's his face, who's the resistant leader, who is her son. Oh. I heard rumors that he he's going to be in there. So okay. I'll, I'll have to, I may have to watch that. I, I didn't have too many intentions. There's so many movies out now oh, that yeah. I need to see. I still haven't seen Zombieland Double Tap. That's, that's the next one. Ooh. I am excited. I just watched Joker, though, and that was, <sighs> I don't know how I felt about it. I'm still on the fence. It was interesting. This yeah, interesting. it was. It was good, but it was weird. It was. I. I don't want to get into joke. We're still. <laughs> we're still playing the game. We're on to the last category. We each need to pick two from the support category. That's healers. That's mobility people. Uh, that's uh, pretty much the support people, snipers and and the like. So we'll have you go first. Pick somebody for your support. You know, I will. So I, as I said before, I was the I was gonna do a guy who was kind of competing for Stuart Little, and I'm gonna do um, Kevin from Home Alone. That see, I put that on the list because I thought yes, <laughs> he's such a he would such a dynamic support character. Exactly, exactly, and it, it, I would almost it's like it's like almost a defense character. Yeah, It'd give a very nice like way to do traps. Yeah, that would. That'd be phenomenal. I mean, especially in a battle like this, you're, there's going to be some moments on the defensive on uh, hopefully either side. Oh, I yeah. feel like my my team is a little more on the defensive. You've got kind of some powerhouses. <laughs> Kevin's just like, all right, when, they ca- when they're here, I'll right. be ready. And nothing happens. <laughs> yeah, he'll just wait for it, wait for <laughs> it, wait for it. Um, I'm going to have to go. Ooh, this, is, this has been a little tough 
for me to choose. I am going to have to go with... I'm going to call him a healer. I don't know if he's really technically a healer, but I'm going to call him a healer. I'm going to go with Lestat from a Interview with a Vampire, the Vampire Chronicles. Oh, okay. Um, because he has the power to grant, uh, like, ultimate life and, like, eternal life. I I'm going to count like, him as a healer. I feel like if he wanted to, he could... He could uh... Right. Uh, <laughs> in case, if my team is dying, he'll just bite them, and then they'll have, like, vampire strength. I think that's support. I'm going to count it as support. <laughs> really, because he doesn't... Tom Cruise doesn't do a ton of support characters. True, true. So we're going to go with that for my first support character, uh, my healer. Who would you have as your second? Katniss Everdeen. Ooh, Phenomenal sniper. A a good a good person who's great from a distance, but when she needs shoot too, she can get down and dirty. Yeah, her, her melee is phenomenal. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Especially in the later movies, I feel like, I, I feel like, or in the books, I suppose. But I feel yeah. like the first book and the first movie were leaps and bounds ahead of the sequels. Yeah, they had the concept. Yeah. Oh my gosh! When but the Fortnite before <laughs> Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! What a that, what a great what a great time to be alive and be like in middle school yeah. while reading those books. That was right. Like we were we were middle schoolers at the exact right time. Yes. Right when Suzanne Collins was like, you know, I think I'm going to make these twelve year olds fight each other. <laughs> <laughs> like she's like, you know, I saw this movie Battle Royale. <laughs> oh my! I'm gosh. I'm going to write it, but uh, it's going to be creepier. <laughs> Gonna be, we're, we're gonna bring it to the West. See, see yeah. how crazy we can make it. <laughs> we're gonna put it in a future America where everything is going wrong. Um, that leads me to my last support character. I don't even. Oof. You know, it is hard because he's always the the main. Yeah. Side. I mean, is there a support role, supporting role he has in many movies? I mean, like he. Really, like, the only times he wasn't a star were his early films, like Taps and Endless Love and The Outsiders. Um, But then right when uh, 1983 hits uh, and he's in the movie Losing It where he plays Woody, then he's always a leading man. So then I have to look for a leading man who is supportive, which I'm, I'm stuck between two. I'm stuck between having a guy as a driver, as, like, a mobility support, sort of like someone who can get people from point A to point B quickly, and that, of course, would be Cole Trickle from Days of Thunder. Terrible character name. Cole Trickle. That's bad. I don't know. Or Jerry Maguire. He's so supportive. Okay. He's He might not be a, a support character in the way we think of a support character, but his support is the support we need. You know, I think that could be something like at the last moment, at the most desperate hour... Turns the tide. Right? The the show me the money is exactly, exactly what we need, you know? Like, in the last moments. Yeah, but that would, I feel like this would be a dynamic battle. I do feel like you would win handily against these Tom Cruise characters uh, b- based on the fact you have John Wick. <laughs> true, true. I, I feel like you, even though the third movie kind of dived into it, I feel like a lot of, you know, Tom Cruise's movies are underdog yeah. You know, uh, they're kind of preparing for the worst last minute, you know, save the day kind of thing. True, true. Now, I'm not <laughs> sure if that would go full throttle and work in this case, but I think it would be a solid matchup, and I think there would be, 
I think I think there there that'd be a very entertaining thing to watch. Yeah. You know who I should have considered as a tank? Who? I should have considered David Sean from Taps. <laughs> I really should. That would have that one scene with the barricade and everything. I know that's that's my mistake. Well, actually, right now let's let's go into Taps. All right. So have you seen the movie? I have not seen the full movie. Cool. No, I have not. Well, I'm gonna tell you everything that happens from go from for soup it. to nuts. <laughs> We're gonna go into it. It. Oh my God, this movie. I, I, this movie was very intriguing. Um, it it wasn't my favorite Tom Cruise movie, but it was certainly not my least favorite. It wasn't his worst movie. I was entertained for most of it. I was heartbroken at the end because it was heartbreaking. Um, but so the movie starts and they're at this dinner and the main character, a man by the name of, uh, what is it, Brian, Brian Moreland, he is at dinner with this general. I'm just going to call him the general because I don't remember his name and it's harder to say. I don't know if it's Batch or Bach. Um, <laughs> but he's at dinner with this general and the general is like, ah, you're recruited. And they're like at a military academy. So he recruits him to be the, the corporal or colonel or something. Hi, what's is the whole scene with uh, him talking about like, oh yeah, I got, I got to like drink. Was it gin? Yeah. He got to drink gin with his, with the principal of his military academy. Pretty that was much such a big thing. It was so, so big for him. And he was so excited that in the next year he would get to command like all of the troops and he goes back home and or back to the barracks and all of his friends are throwing a party for him. Uh, Tom Cruise's character is among his friends um, as well as uh, Sean Penn's character in this. Uh, and they go and they have a whole, uh, like Tom Cruise leads them in a, a, a military drill where they're throwing the like the guns in the oh, air. Oh, yeah, kind of like the kind of changing stuff. of the guard. Yeah, they're, uh, and it's like in the hallway of this dorm room, they're yes. doing a changing of the guard. And he is just having, the, the kid who just got promoted is having the time of his life because everyone's like, oh, we're going to have fun, throw rifles for you. But then the next day, their general comes at an assembly and says, like, your school is getting shut down. You have, we're giving you this last year and then you all are going to go do what you need to do afterwards. And they're like, oh, we have a year left. We have plenty of time to save our school. The tagline of this movie is actually... This school is our home. It's worth defending. Ugh. Which <laughs> that that, uh, that turns into uh, quite a quite a statement. Quite later. a kerfuffle. Yeah. Um, and so they're mad, but they think they're gonna save the school. And then they have this party. It's like prom, but for military kids. So they're having a, a whole hoot, and they bring girls from other schools over. And there are some non-military boys who come to the base and start making fun of everyone. And um, the general, the the old man, the principal of the school, is in his full military garb, including a gun at his hip. And he goes to, like, tell the guys to go away. And they start, like, assaulting him. They start, like, pushing him around. Uh, and one of the boys grabs the gun from his belt. And they uh, he's, like, trying to get the gun out of his hand. And they shoot another bystander, just a random person. And the general, like, has a heart attack. Like, at that moment, he's so, like, terrified that a kid has died on his watch. That he has a heart attack, and they rush him to the hospital. And then the school board is like, oh, no, we're going to cancel the school now. You don't get a year. <sighs> and so now it turns into the classic trope of, like, the we're going to save our school. You know, like, Empire Records style. Right. Like, we're going to do whatever we can. We're going to host a fundraiser. 
But instead of they you know, have guns, right? Instead of hosting a fundraiser, they they take the school hostage, and it's rough. That I mean, like, because because what they do is they go um, when the the people are coming to pick up the guns so that the oh, children that don't scene, have guns. Yeah. yeah, they hide out and take all the guns and then like escort them off of the campus and then. Tom Cruise's character and a bunch of other boys go into town to get supplies, and then one of the uh, trucks, trucks breaks, down. breaks down. Yeah, and they, oh, they barely make it out alive. And now the they ram a police car on their way out, which is like super dangerous. So now the cops are onto them, and now everyone is super mad about everything. And so they go back, and the world is on fire pretty much um, for them. And then the person who comes and tries to free the school pretty much to like tell them like hey you can't take over the school is actually the main character's dad so it's Brian Moreland's father who is also a military general he is representing all of the parents who are like let our kids go and Brian's like these kids want to be here they want to they want to protect our school they're and none of them, they're th- five years old like half these kids they're so oh my god and that was that was the hardest part is seeing these like five year old kids in like military uniforms doing drills and stuff um, and so they hold the kids in the school, but they're like, oh, it's of their own volition. Well, they're fine. It's going to be whatever. And it was certainly was not of their own volition. They were just doing what their commanding officer told them to do, um, which wasn't the right thing to do. And so they, uh, at, at this point, the parents are kind of plotting and pre, uh, plotting. No, they're, they're kind of like, they, they want to have their kids out so they're negotiating a little bit more but then they call the National Guard and the National Guard comes um, and it's raining and it's dramatic and then Tom or and then uh, the main character keeps asking uh, hey if you guys want to go home you guys can go home anyone want to go home and then no one raises their hand and then like the next day someone raises their hand it's like oh well he does want to go see his mom again because he's a kid um, but they try to hold it out <laughs> right because these are kids they don't know any better they just want to go to their moms um, but then the power goes out because of a rainstorm and this kid is like trying to fix their gas powered generator and accidentally lights himself on fire. Oh my gosh. That was, this was a needless part of the movie. I'm going to say that. It's like Lord of the Flies at this point. Right, right. But why on earth, why did they think that, I don't, I don't know why the writers lit the kid on fire. I don't know why the kids can't the be kid, with themselves, right? Like, oh, they don't know how to. It's like a, it's like a lawnmower. Yeah, they can't work a lawnmower. He's gonna light himself on fire. <laughs> like, no, that's not what would have happened. But, military personnel, right, kind right. of. He's probably done this in a drill before, right? But they, they made him look incompetent, and he lights him in a fire, um, or he lights himself on fire, and then they allow an ambulance to come past their barricade, and their barricades are being manned by children, twenty-four hours of the day. Um, and so they let the ambulance pass. They get the kid out. Um, and now Brian is willing to make a concession and says, okay, we will stand down if it is a direct order from the general who has been in the hospital this whole time. But that's when Brian's dad says that the general has died. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> yeah. So the general died. <laughs> and uh, then there's no way then for them to surrender. So they kind of like they stay put. Um, and they hold their ground. And then um, at one point in the middle of the night, uh, the National Guard brings in a tank, and one of the little kids gets super scared, and so he decides to give up and run towards the um, 
like runs towards the barricade to escape and another kid chases after him but the first kid drops his gun and it goes off and the national guard shoots the other kid oh and that really that prompts brian to be like okay that's enough we can't have any more of this so he's like okay we're gonna we're gonna relinquish our position here we're gonna give up this ground this very strategic because it, it is at a military base so right. it's very easy to fortify um but so they, they relinquish the military ground and uh they're about to surrender all of their arms but tom cruise's character sean <laughs> david sean he's a gung-ho man wears a red beret yeah he has like the short hair in this movie yeah. you can barely tell it's him right because i mean he hasn't had his tooth job yet so his teeth are all mangled still and his bald bald head Ugh. oh he's terrifying in this one because he's he is so gung-ho his character, because his character like leads the drum line. He's the drum major, but he's also like, uh, like one of their top gunmen, like top marksmen. Right. So, he's a, a dangerous force, and he's certainly suffering from some forms of mental illness, which is important to note. That that is, it's not good to have people who with some mental illness in the presence of guns. Uh, but in this oh, movie man. in particular, it doesn't end well. So he has fortified himself in a tower, and he has uh, a big gun, <laughs> like one that is too large for a child to have. And all of these kids have guns that are like three times the size of them. But he's locked himself in the tower, and he just opens fire on the National Guard, who then brings a helicopter and opens fire back. But Brian's character goes in to try and pull him out of there to like save his life, but then both Tom Cruise's character and Brian get shot in the crossfire. And so there is no happy ending for Brian, especially not for uh, Tom Cruise's character either, David, because they both like end up in this dramatic scene, like dying in each other's arms. And it's like they were they were friends, but they weren't like the best of friends. Right. They had troubles. And all this while, like some of the kids are like plotting mutiny and the parents are mad at the military boy's father for taking this like it's a military issue and not a family thing. There's like there's so many nuances to this movie, but it ends with uh, uh, the heartfelt death scene and then they play the titular song of the movie, Taps. <laughs> right. Which is, oh, it's brutal. It is a brutal movie. It is, I don't, as far as his dramatic roles go, I think this is Tom, one of Tom Cruise's most heartbreaking dramatic roles. And that's, that's one of my big takeaways for this. Um, but what we're going to do now, uh, we're going to, you know what? We're going to play a little song for y'all. We're going to play, uh, Taps, because you know it's taps. It's so <laughs> we're gonna play taps. We're gonna then go to a commercial break, and then uh, after all that, we will come back and we'll talk about uh, some uh, other stuff, some production facts and the like. So stay tuned.
Where's the beef? It's located at 2300 North Lincoln Avenue at Johnny's Beef and Euros. With classic Chicago fares like Italian beef, Euros, Chicago dogs, serious salads, and more, you are sure to satisfy your hunger. And if you're looking for a challenge, try taking on the Big Daddy. And go for it with a Big Daddy burger and a full serving of Johnny's famous chili fries. And if you complete the challenge in under 30 minutes, you could become a certified VIP Big Daddy. And make sure to check out the Johnny's Beef and Euros app. Just text the word BEEF to 33733 to download. Again, that's BEEF to 33733 to download the app and you will receive $2 off your first order of $15 or more. To find out more about the Big Daddy Challenge, along with the menu, visit north.johnnys-beef.com. This message is brought to you by Johnny's Beef, a proud sponsor of Radio DePaul, Chicago's College Connection. Hello and welcome back to Tom Talks. Uh, I'm Connor Mudd. I'm here with John Mulligan, and this is Radio DePaul. Um, we were very happy that Johnny's Beef lightened the mood after our military funeral song. I do love Johnny's Beef, though. Their milkshakes are phenomenal. Um, <laughs> what we're going to go into now is a little bit of a fast facts from the movie, talk about the production behind it, um, and then we'll go into, uh, I, and I went into this a little bit last week, but we'll go into my data, my big spreadsheet, all of my reviews and that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's exciting. There's so much, so much to talk about with this one because uh, everyone involved in this has been involved in some pretty, like, phenomenal other projects as well. Like, um, the it was produced by the same people who did Kramer vs. Kramer and Fatal Attraction. Oh, wow. Yeah, both of which, like, Oscar-nominated. Or I think Kramer vs. Kramer won Best Picture. I don't remember the year though. I still haven't seen that one. I only know like know of the movie because I've seen an image of Kramer from Seinfeld boxing himself, and that's how I remember the movie Kramer versus Kramer. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that one, <laughs> that one in the Oscar. The awards, you know. Right? So in my mind, that's what the movie's about. It's Kramer from Seinfeld, and it's like a, a Fight Club style beating himself up. It's Kramer versus Kramer. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's certainly not what it's about. <laughs> I don't know though. <laughs> We can hope. We can hope, though. But uh, this movie was directed by Harold Becker, who also uh, directed Malice, as well as uh, two different Madonna music videos uh, for The Gambler and for uh, Crazy For You. I can't say I'm a Madonna fan, but, I mean, if he directed Taps, he must have gotten that gig because of Taps, or maybe he got the gig for Taps because Madonna knew him somehow? I... Huh. <laughs> Right, I do. Do you know the Gam? I've never even heard of Gambler as a Madonna song. No, I've. I, I don't listen to much Madonna either. I don't know who does anymore. Someone has to, right? It it comes up on like you know the radio every once in a while. Yeah, it'll come up on your YouTube recommended at some point if you're listen listening to that kind of. Right, like the the music video for Gambler by Madonna, and you're like, huh, huh, how'd that get there? I'm I, watching about uh, movies about videos about cooking. You know, right? like what? oh, what. Binging with Babish. Now it's Madonna. <laughs> what? Oh, it was directed by Harold Becker. He directed Tap. Oh my. <laughs> nah, that's not. That's not, so. The director wasn't well known. Is what I'm trying to say. He wasn't like a phenomenally known director. He did direct some other projects, but those were his big ones: Malice and then his Madonna music videos. Um, the screenplay was written by uh, Robert Mark Kamen, uh, and Taps was. 
or I mean, he's one of the screenplay writers, but Taps was one of his first projects, and you would know a lot of his other projects. You would know Taken, the Liam Neeson series. You would know The Fifth Element. You would know uh, The Transporter with Jason Statham. You would know Karate Kid. Wow, okay. Um, Though IMDb said Karate Kid 3 was like, one of his top billing, and that was disappointing. The Karate Kid that, 3 is yeah. high uh, And then he did also write Lethal Weapon 3, which, if I'm not mistaken, is the one where Donald Glover gets stuck on a toilet uh, because there's a, a bomb also attached to the toilet. Have you seen Lethal Weapon 3? No, I have not. I, I really don't recommend no. that movie, but... <laughs> but Donald Glover's in it. Um. Oh, wait, no, not Donald Glover. Danny Glover. Danny not, Glover, okay. I'm... I, it's the D names. The D names get me same last name. It's Danny Glover, and okay. then like Mel Gibson has to talk him, talk to him on the toilet, and like try to help. Like somebody put a landmine in his toilet. Is the premise of that? I don't know where how that would be effective. Right? It's like a a fifteen minute scene in this movie where Danny oh. Glover is pants around his ankles. He's sitting on his toilet. And then Mel Gibson has to come in and talk to him with the bomb squad. It's really a weird movie. And, like, Joe Pesci's in it. I don't... Why is Joe Pesci... The the hamster was running really fast. <laughs> and, yeah, somebody had uh, some <laughs> fun ideas in Lethal Weapon 3. But, yeah, so this director... Or this uh, screenplay writer after Taps was very seasoned. So Taps was a, an early start to a... Um, a wonderful action movie career, oh, and, a, yeah. and a, it's a mixed bag with his movies, though. Sequels they come and go, right? Yeah. Um, the book. This is another. This is another one. That last week's was um, based on this like pulp romance novel. This one was also based on a book, um, which was called uh, Father Sky, a novel. Like that's a, it says on the cover, a novel. Oh, as if you wouldn't know. Uh, it's written by, <laughs> written by Devery Freeman, who didn't really write much else, but he wrote this one and it got turned into a movie. So he's he's feeling very successful. And guess guess how much it costs to buy this book on Amazon? I'd say, oh, the oldie. Uh, I'd say about seven to fifteen dollars. Seven to fi- that is a reasonable price for a book. Seven to fifteen dollars. They're charging fifty-four dollars and thirty-three cents. Oh, I don't know why they chose thirty-three cents. That feels kind of arbitrary. What do you mean? Yeah, I wonder how many reviews it has. How many people have actually bought that? Okay, it's. I mean, there's only eight left. <laughs> there's eight copies. <laughs> I know. So <laughs> people are buying them. Yeah, people are really enjoying uh, Father Sky, a novel. I don't know who Father Sky. Who is? I'm probably the general. Would be Father Sky then? Maybe I don't know. Sounds like a sounds like a guy who would be a kind of a grizzled veteran like that. Yeah, I'm Father Sky. <laughs> that or he's like the guy who like sells his own like has like a DVD collection that you can buy. Hey, Father Sky. Hey, I'm I'm Father Sky. Here's your dating advice. You want to buy a, a a Blu-ray copy <laughs> of Terms of Endearment? <laughs> like. <laughs> That'd be a oh my god, worst super villains ever. <laughs> Father Sky, the DVD salesman. Um, the the only person from this movie who was nominated for any awards was uh, the guy who played Brian, which was Timothy Hutton. He was nominated for a Golden Globe. He did not win the Golden Globe, but he was nominated. Uh, and he, 
has been doing a lot of TV lately. He was in Leverage. He was uh, in How to Get Away with Murder. He was in Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan. Oh, wow. Um, and he was in The Haunting of Hill House. Those are the big four TV roles. He was I, in a few movies earlier. I watched Jack Ryan. I enjoyed it. Yeah? I enjoyed it. And my roommate loves Haunting of Hill House. So, Ooh, how, What do you think of John Krasinski in Jack Ryan? You know, I know that he, it's really hard to not see him as Jim, but he... People, he does it pretty well, and it's like, it's like the Game of Thrones of you know, like mil- military TV ish, TV, like okay. CIA ish TV shows. Yeah, I heard that they filmed on like five continents this last season. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, they they go like to Venezuela, and they actually film in Moscow, which is very hard to do. That, yeah, I imagine that's dangerous that. too. Yeah, they don't let you do that too frequently. Um, yeah, I'm, I've been meaning to give that a watch. There's a few Amazon originals. Putin's a fan of The Office. Yeah. Um, Colonel Kirby, who I believe is Brian's dad, if I'm not mistaken, um, was played by Ronnie Cox, who was in Total Recall and Beverly Hills Cop and um, Deliverance and RoboCop as well. Okay. Um, which is like... He wasn't the RoboCop, of course, but he was one of the other, I think, human police officers in RoboCop, and he always plays that police officer role, like in Total Recall and Beverly Hills Cop. I th- I don't know about Deliverance, but in the other ones, I feel like a lot of these guys kind of bonded and just dispersed to make more action movies. Yeah, they really they really do need to <laughs> they need to get out more. I think for a lot of these uh, people, the next one actually, the next actor um, in the billing did make a name for himself over time, but we're not going to acknowledge how he made a name for himself uh, too much. He, uh, it, uh, The character is Alex Dwyer, and he's played by Sean Penn, which is a name. Oh. Yeah, pe- people know the name Sean Penn, you know, from like the Angry Birds movie. <laughs> <laughs> and from his uh, uncredited cameo in Tom Cruise's other film, Risky Business. <laughs> you know, these... These are the hits of Sean Penn. This is what he's going this down what, in history for. This is what Sean Penn is known for. Angry Birds. Uh, does he play the red one? That's my real question. I've not seen the Angry Birds movie. I, Do you plan to? No. I don't either. I remember playing that on my mom's Android phone, and I, I left it at that. Yeah. Okay, he plays Terrence. Terrence. Ter- Terrence isn't even... Did I shoot a bird out of a catapult named Terrence? No. I don't even think that's a bird. Because Jason Sudeikis plays the red one. Josh Gad plays Chuck. Who? Okay. Chuck, I'm looking this up. Chuck, okay, that's a fun, that's a pun. Right? I'm pretty sure he's he's one of the pigs. Oh, no, Terrence is the big boy. Oh, Terrence whoa. Terrence is the big bird. Not big bird. He's the big red bird from Angry Birds. Oh. Okay, so that's Sean Penn's Poor role Sean. in this movie. Um, and then the other big notable talent from this movie is John Car- uh, Giancarlo Esposito, who um, he was like, I don't remember. He played like just a random dude. I think he played the guy who caught on fire. Um, oh, well. And it, you would know him uh, from Breaking Bad as Gustavo Fring. Oh. You would know him if you watched The Get Down. He was in The Get Down as uh, a Puerto Rican priest. He was in Do the Right Thing. He was in uh, The Get or he was in uh, Jungle Book. He was in Usual Suspects. 
Um, and he's also in the upcoming Disney Plus series, The Mandalorian. Oh, no way. I'm very excited because he's a phenomenal actor. Is he going to get catch on fire or get exploded in that one? I don't know. <laughs> right? That's like <laughs> his, his whole character. He's very <laughs> used to getting exploded or caught on fire. I think in the get down, he was shot in a church. So he wasn't blown up. He wasn't caught on fire. But that was the other big notable uh, talent in here. In the last couple minutes, last... We don't have too much time left, but I'll go into my ranking system again. Um, I rank all of these things. The meta score is out of 100, but it's broken into five categories, each one with a maximum score of 20. Yeah, it's kind of complicated, but, you know, that's just how I like it. Just um, like my D2L page. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I have so much homework. I don't want to do it. Uh, <laughs> that's besides the point. Um, here are the five categories. Five categories are enjoyment, engagement, quality, iconography, and the Tom Cruise factor. And that's Ooh. how Tom Cruisey Tom Cruise is in this movie. Uh, he's, I mean, he's pretty Tom Cruisey in this movie. He's more Tom Cruisey than he was in the last movie. Because the last movie that we talked about, he was only in it for six seconds. So it's hard for him to be Tom Cruisey. You give what was the score there? For that, I gave it still a three out of twenty. A three out of twenty. I should have okay. given it higher, honestly, because in those six seconds, he rides in on a bicycle shirtless, crashes his bicycle, and then suggests that the main character commit arson, all of which are very Tom Cruise things to okay, do. Okay, well that's that should have been a, 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 tw a straight up twenty. I know that was. I, I I give very few twenties, but um. <laughs> In this one, for enjoyment, I gave it a 12. For okay. engagement, I gave it an 11. Uh, for uh, quality, I gave it a 13. For iconography, I gave it a 5 because I feel like nobody has seen this movie. If you look on YouTube, there's like three like videos right. about it. It's not like... You can get the full movie on YouTube. It's not iconic, but it is good. Right. So it's not. it doesn't have a high score in iconography. Um, and then the Tom Cruise factor, I gave it a 10. Um, which is 50% of uh, as Tom Cruise as he could possibly be uh, for a total score of 51 out of 100. It's a middle-of-the-road Tom Cruise movie. I do enjoy it quite a bit, though. I do. I really do. Um, and that actually, that brings us pretty much uh, to our time for the day. Um, so I'd like to give another thanks to John Mulligan for joining me here today. A pleasure. A pleasure. Yeah. This was nice. It, it was tons of fun. Next week, we're going to be talking about The Outsiders with um, special guest uh, Liza Bertoli. It's going to be fun. I believe that next week, though, um, the uh, whole episode is going to be on YouTube rather than live on the air because I will be in Kentucky at that time. Um, but, yeah, join us next week. And have a good day. Stay golden, pony boy. <laughs> Stay golden, pony boy. All right. This has been Tom Talks. This is Radio DePaul. I'm Connor Mudd. Goodbye. <laughs>